Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Home and Woman magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 7th of July 2023, including a new Netflix documentary about Wham! and the Amazon Prime drama The Horror of Dolores Roach. And we'll also be checking out dysfunctional family drama The Effects of Lying on ITVX and taking a nail-biting road trip across Europe in Skymax and now TV thriller Then You Run. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Richard Armitage will lead ITVX's six-part thriller Red Eye, which is about a doctor being escorted to China to face murder charges. What else is in the news, Hannah? Disney Plus's factual drama series Suspect, the shooting of John Charles de Menzies, will explore the death of the young Brazilian who was shot dead by police at a London tube station in 2005. Well, we've got some good stuff this week, I would say, Hannah, starting on ITVX with a new comedy drama called The Effects of Lying, which arrived on Thursday, the 6th of July, and here's a clip. That's the office. What shall I say to Dr. Ross? She's a therapist. She'll understand. Yes, but you're the one with the... Uh... <laughs> Who's that? I think it's Mum. How does this make you feel? Like a block of jelly. I can't believe I have to listen to my mother have sex with another man. So this is a one-off comedy drama, very much a domestic comedy drama, and it stars... Asen Bhatti from Line of Duty as Naveen, who is a rather mild-mannered husband and father. And his day starts to unravel when he leaves his mobile phone at home, comes back and he finds his daughter Simran, played by Laurel Patel, in the middle of a relapse of her eating disorder. And as the two of them are chatting, uh, the mum comes <laughs> into the house with some guy goes into the bedroom and starts having very noisy sex so the wife is played she's called Sangeeta she's played by Leila Ruas and uh, she's actually having it off if I can use that old-fashioned phrase Hannah with uh, with Naveen's brother Harvinder who's played by Navin Chowdhury that's sort of the first big reveal of the show so yeah it's a complex family life because the daughter's clearly got mental health issues the wife is bored the husband is a bit sort of henpecked really but there's going to be more secrets and lies are going to come out as the day unfolds Hannah so it's got some good stuff in it it's a very good cast I would say it's very strong and the showdown between Naveen and his brother Harvinder over the fact that this affair has been going on for years um, is quite amusing because Naveen keeps taking things out of the fruit bowl and <laughs> throwing them at his brother or smashing them on the floor. So there's a lot to like about it. There were one or two elements that I didn't quite buy into. So, for instance, the fact that the mum would come back to her own house when the brother's got his own flat have very noisy sex when it's quite possible the daughter will be in or that the husband could come back. I kind of thought that's not particularly believable, but it doesn't really matter. There's there's lots of good stuff in it, some really good performances. So 
I mean, it's quite heavy going, even though it's a comedy drama. In some ways, it is quite a bruising watch because of all this family dysfunction. But I thought it was good. What did you think, Hannah? Is this just like a a day at home for you? (laughs) Obviously, always walking in on that sort of thing. Um, Do you know what? It's funny, isn't it? This is obviously, you know, extreme um, end of the spectrum. But you can often sort of get up in quite a chipper mood, can't you? And then within about, I don't know, an hour everything you thought was all normal and sorted and all fine suddenly erupts in your face. And this is exactly what happens here. I really enjoyed it. I, li- I like Layla. I think she's a good actor and I, I-, I like what she brought to the party here. Um, the kind of, like you say, the-, the showdown between brothers, I think is done very well. I mean, it's hard to believe that, that, that it is comedic, but it is in places um, because it's just so heavy going, but I-, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's quite basic and, um, I think it was a really it was had a very very tight budget um but I sometimes that makes it all the more raw and all the more credible and I think it did so I enjoyed it now we've been very much looking forward to this next one Hannah it is a new music documentary called Wham it's on Netflix it arrived on Wednesday the 5th of July and here is a clip let's introduce the band George Amanda we had a number one album, we had a string of hit singles, and we were selling out arenas. How can the country be in love with these two idiots? Yes, we have been looking forward to this. I love music documentaries, and you always learn something new. And it doesn't even, well, we've again, we've talked about this so many times before. I don't think you have to be a massive fan, particularly of the artist or the band, Um that the documentary is about because actually nine times out of 10, if they're choosing to do a documentary about someone or, or, or as I say, a group, uh, it, it will be music that you know, that you kind of, you get, get your legs moving and you, you know, dance along to it. And this is absolutely that, but you do learn something from this because it's, it sheds, well, there's new footage for a start. Uh, it sheds a new light on the whole George Michael and Andrew Ridgely friendship because of course they were school friends and then they became massive superstars and so sort of set with brilliant um, footage and great music and everything you'd expect from this you do begin to learn about their journey as sort of regular normals I suppose to being these global superstars and the difficulty along the way and also quite how different these two people really were because Andrew Ridgely seemed to be sort of just quite happy with it all he was he was he was enjoying the experience and I think George was but he from the from the documentary you see him sort of struggling with not just the fame side of things but his sexuality um and the fact that he wants to be the best and at the very beginning I, I didn't know this particularly I think it was seen as a bit of a joke and for him that was that was a big problem you know he he wanted to be known as a as a great producer music writer he wants to be known as the best and you saw that journey and lots of interviews and footage that we haven't seen before where you really pick up on that want and the sort of differences between the two and um, it was it's produced by Simon Halfen he was actually good friends with a pair of them um, and I think Andrew originally obviously sadly George has passed away but Andrew originally was delighted with how this has turned out and the kind of the way the band has been portrayed. 
but it's I, I thought it was quite moving in places um it was as I say it gets your legs tapping you want to dance around and you just it feels very real actually it feels like you're there on their journey with them so big thumbs up from me did you enjoy it really enjoyed it and I love wham there I've said it so I I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know about Wham. Well, first of all, there's a hilarious photo of George Michael, which obviously is a stage name, when he first arrived at school where he met Andrew. I mean, he's unrecognisable. I didn't know that Wham Rap was their first single, but it didn't do very well. I just remember seeing them do Young Guns on Top of the Pops and just being blown away by the performance and the song and they do revisit that it just a cancellation on top of the pots meant that they got the opportunity and that was their breakthrough really good to see them in action on their first tour there's good footage of that also what was interesting is that um for careless whisper which is one of their early compositions george michael actually went over to america to play with the famous muscle shoals session band in a recording studio and with a really famous producer but he didn't like the finished version so he came back and did his own take on it and for wake me up before you go go he again he was sort of the writer the singer and he also produced it so he's a multi-talented guy but of course the sniffy music press didn't like wham (laughs) of course they didn't but where are they now whether or not you're a fan of Wham, the guys both come over really well in it. And, and, and it's great to see them, certainly in their early days, just wearing those crazy outfits and just having a good time. So, yeah, highly recommended. Next up on Sky Max and Now TV, we have a new drama series called Then You Run. And here's a clip. Well, why can't you come to Zanti? I'm supposed to live with family. What family? My dad. In Rotterdam. I wanted your room to feel special. <laughs> Why you don't like it? I mean, if I was nine, maybe we don't have to go to Zanti. What if we came to you? Let's go have some fun. <laughs> Disgusted. Like many a good drama series, Hannah, this one starts with a scene that really grabs you and then it's going to flash back. So this has an intriguing opening. There's a car driving in a snowstorm all the traffic comes to a halt. The snow is drifting, it's night time. And suddenly one driver is walking along, opening the doors of all the cars in front and killing whoever's inside. And you think, what, what the heck is going on here? It's chilling, it's really well done, brilliantly shot. And then we flash back and there are these four young female friends. They're at a funeral And they're planning to go on holiday together. But one of them, Tara, played by Leah McNamara, instead is going to Rotterdam to visit her estranged father. Now, we also get another scene where the estranged father is dead. And we're going to flash back to when she comes over to meet him. And we're going to find out, well, how do we lead up to that that scene in the snow how do we lead up to the death of the dad so it's not really a spoiler because this is in the first few minutes it's really high quality i would say it's got slight elements of fargo a sort of british fargo it's got elements of the sort of classic guy Ritchie movies about drugs it's got richard coyle in it who you may remember from 
years ago, Coupling, which was kind of like the British version of Friends, wasn't it? In that, he was the sort of slightly nerdy, neurotic Jeff, but he makes a very good baddie. So he is the brother of the estranged dad, and he's a drug dealer. As I said, it's about these four young friends, Stink, played by Vivian Apara, Ruth, played by Yasmin Monet-Prince, and Nessie, played by Isadora Fairhurst. They're the other three, and they are terrific characters, and it's just the dialogue is totally convincing. It looks really good. It's funny, but it's also very dark. There's just so much to recommend it, and it's going to turn into, I won't explain why, but it's going to turn into a sort of a road trip, as we said in the intro, but a, a frightening one. I really enjoyed episode one. I thought it was excellent, and I can't wait to find out what happens next. What did you think, Hannah? I agree. It's really quite scary, isn't it, and chilling in places, but Richard Coyle, who plays this drug dealer, absolutely brilliant i think anything that's got drug dealers in that kind of underworld just really captivates me i, I kind of just think wow this i mean obviously not ever being part of that underworld you don't really kind of i imagine that they they know what they're talking about and it is really like that but it's um it's i thought it was very very good and i i'm interested to see how it will develop and where it's going well once again hannah we saved by far the strangest offering of the week <laughs> till last on prime video arriving on friday the 7th of july it's a new horror comedy series called the horror of dolores roach and here is a clip i just wanted to have a normal simple life sweet cannibal jesus please no i'm going back to prison you got anything you want to get off your chest or there's something wrong you want to give me a hand i don't want to be a serial killer <laughs> i'm glad you said that because it is quite old isn't it i mean it really is quite strange it's a horror comedy and we've already discussed this in this pod how do you join the two how is how does that even work it's just it, but it does so this is a season one there are eight episodes and um dolores who's played by six feet under's justina mccardo she's released she's been in prison for 16 years she's she was in there for an awfully long time for selling weed i'm not sure of anybody else that would be in prison for selling weed for that length of time but anyway she was um and when she returns home she's got absolutely nothing um family have gone um there's no one around and and she's <laughs> the, the sort of funny part so when um when someone she knows a, a friend of hers she knows says you look dreadful i think she uses worse language than that but we'll leave it there um and uh, she's like well yeah funny enough i do and and it's because she's she's sort of living this terrible life in a She's got no home. She's got the clothes that are on her back. She's got absolutely nothing. And she needs to earn some money. Of course, every, every door is shut because she's been in prison. No one wants to know. And she's, she's quite a likeable character at the beginning, I think. She's quite sort of happy girl. Like she's the kind of person you want to give a big hug to. I, I, that's how I saw her anyway. And she does have this sort of comedic side to her. But she sets up this sort of massage parlour. Um, which is all very sweet. But, you know, when all these men start turning up, you can only imagine exactly what they want. And one comes to a rather sticky end. And and that's where it all becomes a little bit far-fetched for me. Um, and it 
kind of I'm not going to lie to you it, it did kind of lose me along the way I just thought where is this going how on earth can this go for eight episodes it um it, it started off oddly and ended up even str- more strangely because as I say once somebody reaches a sticky end she doesn't want to face prison again she doesn't want to go back there and I just for me it just I, I, there doesn't seem to be anywhere to go from that and it doesn't really become funny anymore so I I felt it was quite a strange offering from Prime what do you think? It is very strange and it opens oddly with a, a theatre production which is based on the life of Dolores and then she suddenly turns up in the star's dressing room in a not very convincing scene and and decides to tell the true story of her life as opposed to what's being shown in this stage play. So Mikado is very good as Dolores. She's excellent. Though I must admit, when she came out of prison uh, and this, she'd gone in because her boyfriend, drug-dealing boyfriend, had got her selling weed. She hadn't given him up to the police, but he hadn't contacted her at all while she was inside. And yet she's kind of surprised when she gets out that he's not still in his apartment. And, you know, anyway, um, as I say, she's great in this. And it's, I don't want to say too much about where it goes because that's, you know, that's quite interesting to discover. Though people may have read about how it pans out. But let's just say if you've seen... Sweeney Todd you may notice one or two parallels so yeah it's it's really weird uh pretty entertaining she's great in the lead role and Cindy Lauper uh appears in a recurring guest role (laughs) even weirder yeah I would say I mean I think it's well worth a look uh it's pretty funny she's great and 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 yeah it's certainly it certainly goes in a very unexpected direction oh and there's some quite funny stuff about the fact that when she gets out of prison um her old neighborhood it's all sort of white middle class people wearing sandals and drinking cortados (laughs) (laughs) she's not very impressed by the gentrification but yeah something certainly different Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on this week. Yes, well, everyone talks, don't they, about Come Dine With Me. Of course they do. It's the the series that never ends. They are brutal. Blistering in their critiques of each other. I absolutely love it. So I've been watching that. And also, for some reason, we've been binging on Harry Potters, which I thoroughly love. How about you? Yes, of course, they're all on Netflix now, aren't mm. they, Hannah? Well, yeah. also on Netflix, I very much enjoyed a new series called Muscles and Mayhem, which is all about the history of the TV show American Gladiators. Because, of course, I remember when the British franchise, which I absolutely loved, but that came after the original American show. And this is the amazing story of how that show came to be, and you hear from a lot of the gladiators who were big stars in their day about the sort of ups and downs of what happened. So, yeah, well worth a look. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what is on the binge watch menu, Hannah? Well, Lee Pace revealed what's next for the Empire's rulers as Apple TV's galaxy-spanning sci-fi saga Foundation returns. And we remember how Boris Becker went from Wimbledon to Wandsworth Prison. Yeah, you see what I did there? In the ITVX documentary series, Boris Becker, The Rise and Fall. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But 
in the meantime. Keep watching.